welcome to another episode of Warehorse 13. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, are the best people on the planet, Anonymous Alex and Jenna. How are y'all this week? I love that one. Yeah. Yeah, you like that one? Yeah. They mentioned werehorses in the book, and that one was, yeah. oh, that's a good one. Something, something vamp to, mare vamps? Vamp mare? I don't vamp remember. Vamp mare. Vamp mare. So we read another Saddle Club book, the 10th Saddle Club book, which is going to it's gonna bring up a, a pause to our summer reading club as we're going to start reading some other stuff later. But what happened? Oh, boy. Yeah, there's a lot of ground to cover here. There's a lot of ground to cover. Are you ready? Yeah. Stevie, writer, prankster, con man. That's right. Stevie conned Max into paying for all of the Saddle Club and Topside to go to camp for two weeks. How did she do this? We don't know. So anyway, she loads Topside into the trailer while everybody else just watches, and then they head to camp, red driving. Red, chit-chatting, says, like, you know, little common, like, story-type things, like, (laughs) Veronica sucks, and moldy hay is a serious danger. You cannot have it in your barn. It's an extreme hazard. You know, girl talk. So anyways, they get to camp. And everyone is bitches. Everyone. Elsa, bitch. Nancy, total bitch. They train in secret. They talk badly about the competition. They do things to psych each other out. It's almost like just like exactly like What's-Her-Face from Barn on Ranch said she hated. It's almost like she she was talking about a real thing. Anyways, one of the less bitchy girls shows them around the camp before telling them, meet for lunch in five. But Stevie goes off to like poke topside in the nose and shift saddle pads around. And because she dilly-dallies for so long, she's late to lunch. And then there's no seats left for her because Lisa and Carol were like, well, we tried to save this, but it turns out everyone is bitches. Uh, The only seat left open is at the gross, stinky, ugly boy table. And Stevie decides she would rather sit there than starve to death. So she heads on in and then she sees him, a cute boy, a funny boy, Philip D. Keating, (laughs) or just Phil. But they never say the last name, so I think... Plausibly. I'm pretty sure they do say the, the last name. Nope. <laughs> it's Philip D. Keating now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, she falls madly in love, and even the saddle club flanking her garners no reaction at all. What commences is now just two weeks of games, lessons, learning how much the other campers suck farts, especially the stable hand. He sucks. He just doesn't care. He leaves horses in the stalls tacked up. He gives them moldy hay. But this is broken up by playing tag games and Cavaletti games and then going on a camping trip, which both the main mean girls dodge by pretending to be sick. All the while, Stevie and Phil are taking moonlit strolls to romantic places like the woods and the pond and other mosquito-infested areas until tragedy strikes. One night as they walk alone in the woods, Shia LaBeouf, just kidding, it's not Shia. Instead, Stevie implies that the Saddle Club will win the show all of the show. And Phil is like, no, I think I will win all the show. So they break up. Even Romeo and Juliet only lasted less time than an avocado takes to expire. And thus is the fate of Stevie and Phil. Stevie stomps back to camp and is falling asleep, completely ignoring the fantastic story that is going on right now about a vampire ghost and a Frankenstein ghost horse and a vampire horse. And there's a lot of like weird mixes of things and horses. So just roll with it. Okay. Carol's not a great storyteller. It's fine. Anyways, uh, there's, there's all sorts of weird story going on. Anyways, next day, everyone notices Stevie and Phil are broken up. They don't like each other anymore. 
Lisa finds some more moldy hay in the barn and tries to take it to the camp leader, but he's too busy arguing with the mean girls who are in a tizzy because one of their moms will be judging the show and it's not fair and blah, 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 blah. Lisa's like, whatever, and fucks off to go swim. Phil then guilt trips... Guilt trips Stevie into picking stones out of Teddy. Teddy is his horse. I know I never mentioned this before. He's named after Teddy Roosevelt, Rough Rider. Okay, are we all on the same page? Great. Anyways, she guilt, he guilt trips Stevie into taking the stone out of his shoe. And Stevie's like, well, I'm not going to let Teddy suffer. He really did have a stone in his shoe and he bruised his foot. So Stevie's like, leave him inside. He can see the farrier tomorrow. It is important, I swear. Anyways, that night, Stevie wakes up to the smell of fire. That's right. Fire! Everything's on fire! And she yells that and wakes everybody up. And it isn't long before the Saddle Club takes control of this situation because adults are apparently not a thing. They start chasing horses away from the barn and telling other people to chase horses away from the barn. They send a second group going to find these stuff, bring like detritus over because we're going to build a fake fence when we finally get these horses away from the barn. The horses are all trying to break into the barn because they're like, that's my safe space, but it's on fire, guys. Come on, get it together. Anyways, this is all happening outside. Stevie runs into the barn because there are eight horses waiting for the farrier the next morning. She gets six of them out of there, just opening the doors and sending them running out into the night, which is fantastic. But it's a horse story, and there's a fire in the barn. So, blindfold time, guys. There's a horse that won't come out of the barn. She tears off a pant leg and blindfolds him and leads him away, and it's fantastic. But there's one more horse, Teddy. She can't find him. She finally hears him whinnying in the back, makes it over to him, and he's in his box stall, not moving. She tries everything. She sweet talks him. She tries scaring him. She tries doing whatever. Finally, she hops on his back, and he's like, okay, this I understand. Cut back to outside. Carol's like, oh, God, where's Topside? I feel like I can help this situation. She jumps up on Topside. He turns into a cutting horse, and he starts getting the horses away from the barn. Eventually, Regina, George, and Lisa also nab horses, and they help cowboy them away from this area. Then there's sirens. They're like, the fire department's here. They get the horses moved away from the barn as the water starts hitting it and into the makeshift fence area. Then Stevie comes galloping out of the barn on Teddy, and he bolts off into the woods, hitting every tree and branch along the way, scraping and tripping and bolting and panicking and it's forever until he finally starts to calm down and when he finally does start to like canter and trot he is dead lame because he has fucked his shit up running and galloping through this this territory when he finally chills enough stevie gets off of his back and ties his leader up to a tree and then passes out she's been very tired from all this adrenaline i get it she wakes up the next day philip is standing over her she can hardly believe it he apologizes and admits he's wildly in love with her after she stopped talking for a while and it's fine She's right by the road. They brought the trailer. They pick her up. Very unconcerned for what I think would be. I think they should have a little more concern. It's fine. They get back to camp. There's heartfelt speeches from everybody. Everybody's come together in the wake of this terrible tragedy. It's wonderful. Everyone loves each other now. But the show must go on. And it does. The following day, everybody is riding, doing their best. They're all immensely supportive of each other. They're clapping as they're seeing them go over the perfect fences. Even Lisa does jumps for the first time ever at a show. The best place to learn. And does great. And it's, I don't know, it's a great time. Uh, They don't even give the ribbons after each class. They wait till the end of the day. And you know what? Most people didn't even remember they are giving ribbons. They just didn't care. They also announce, hey, by the way, it was the moldy hay that caused all of this. Because, you know, like, ribbons, tragedy, two have to go together. Anyways, they decide to have a camp out that night to say goodbye to each other. And nobody is surprised when Stevie and Phil walk off. They find a beautiful, cool river, and the night is perfect, and the horses are whinnying, and the cicadas are calling, and all that jazz. And then they kiss. And they're like, camp is awesome. 
And that's this book. Okay. Yeah. I have figured out what our Saddle Club cosplay needs to be for Dragon Con. Can I be the fire? I was no. about to say, I want to be the fire. <laughs> God damn it. Actually, Jenna, yes, Jenna can be the fire. Okay. Alex, you will be Stevie walking around with a missing pant leg. Two missing pant legs. Nope, just one for this. For this one? Okay. Just I know she used the other one for a bandage, but uh, for this, uh, one missing pant leg, because I think it'll be funnier, and that missing pant leg will be wrapped around me, blindfolding me, and you will have to lead me around. They are a thousand percent going to think this is a kink thing. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And maybe that I'm in a gang, because I remember when I was in middle school, it was a big thing when you rode a bike and you had one pant leg up. It was a whole thing. And I don't think it's true. I think like some PTA mom was like, you can't do that. <laughs> oh, PTA moms. Does moldy hay really explode? Is that a thing? Explode? I mean, it does catch fire. Yeah. Does it really? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I would have never guessed. Well, decay is an exothermic reaction. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. But like, I don't know, just the the idea of it being flammable mm-hmm. doesn't surprise me. The idea of it just doing it on its own, I would have never guessed. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's terrifying. But no, that's why like if you ever, like if you're reading a book like this, they'll be like, yeah, it's going to rain on the hay and everybody panics. It's because if the hay gets wet, like you, you can't use it. You have to toss it. Mm. Mm-hmm. We do have a game coming up where I might need to sound sort of southern rednecky for this game, and I do think that I found my character name, and it is going to be Moldy Hay. All right, because okay. I do, I do kind of love that. Okay, I dig it. Hamish for short or long. Hamish for long. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Moldy Hamish. Moldy Hamish. Old Moldy Hamish. <laughs> Um, so before I say this, it is important to note that I would never want to put any animal in danger for any reason. However, because of all of the times that I've read this in a book, I, I, I do think that if the occasion ever arose that there was a barn fire and I needed to save a horse, this is the first thing that I would do. And I would be very excited that I got to do it. I'd be like, I've read this. I've read this so many times. I've read this a thousand times. And then when it didn't work, I would be, I would probably (laughs) cry a lot. The other thing is when when she ran into the barn and she's like, I know that I need to start with the furthest. I was like, why? Why wouldn't you just start with the nearest one and work your way back? Why would you? Because it takes less time to get to the ones that are closer to the exit. Right. So, so you want to get the furthest ones in out first, just in case anything bad happens. Wouldn't all your horses arrive at the door at the same time then? That's a lot of math, math, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Two horses are heading at the same speed towards a destination, but start at different points. (laughs) When will they pass each other in Arizona? It's my horse ATs. (laughs) I might pass that one. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I was really worried about Ty in this book mm-hmm. when the when the barn came down this all felt very very familiar yeah yeah he was gonna have another coma i think it was a storm instead of a fire last time but it yeah. was and i can't explain why my brain just did this to you but as soon as you said i was worried about ty in this one you started off the next sentence with ty and the only place my brain thought you were gonna go is ty when the walls fell like from <laughs> Star Trek. i don't know why 
<laughs> this was Stevie's Gamja bar. <laughs> She's been taking the spice. <laughs> so Phil. Yeah. Philip D. Keating, yeah. 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 Of Horse Girls books. I was like reading that part where it was like, he like grabbed her chin and turned her head and he's like, ah, oh, he's going to kiss me. And then he did. <laughs> just, I just have a question. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like Tim's going to do this to one of us now. No, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Listen, it made it a lot less creepy that he just like turned her face and then didn't kiss her to me. I didn't. Okay. Like, like that's a fair comment. But less creepy is not zero creepy. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't say not creepy at all. I didn't say a completely normal thing to do to another human being. I'm not a psychopath. Wait. No. Like, we're playing the word game here. It's like, it was much less creepy. Yes. But still very creepy. Yeah, Yeah, but less. Mm -hmm. Have you ever gone on one of these trail rides? Either one of you? Like these multi-day nope. kind of deals. You ever thought about doing it? Wanted to do it? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah? You would do this? Mm-hmm. Actually, I guess that was part of the Christmas thing, wasn't it? The idea of going to Iceland and doing something similar to this. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Going on a pony trek? I don't think I'd do well on a riding camp. Why? Because you're not bitchy enough? Oh, that's... All right. Maybe. But Tim has a bitchy side. Come on. <laughs> Does he... <laughs> No. Mm-mm. Not our Tim Tam. Nope. <laughs> I just, I can't imagine it. <laughs> I think it's usually work-related. Mm-hmm. I think that's usually where it, where it comes from. So you're only bitchy to coworkers? No. About, about Yeah, work. about coworkers. <laughs> I don't usually do it to coworkers. I usually bottle it up and save it for Marco Polo's that I send to you guys. I don't think that's bitchy, though. You're bitching. I don't think you're being bitchy, though. I think they fucked up and they need to know it. (laughs) Or we need to know it. Oh, my God, Tim, do we not know what bitchy actually is? Maybe. Are are we? Okay, wait, we're Southern bitchy. Is that Northern nice? Maybe. (gasps) That could be. Oh, my God. It's just I didn't hear enough, like, God bless yous or whatever. Or bless your hearts. Nope, nope. It's God bless you now. That's sneezing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear enough blessings, and uh, I just didn't think it was a bitchy time. No, I guess it's not bitchy. It's it, it is complainy, but I don't I don't do I don't do spiteful things, and I think that's the that's yeah. the main driver of bitchy behavior. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. You leave the spite to me. It's like if you're wrong. You're wrong. If it's important, I say something to you. If it's not really that important, I complain to Jenna and Alex. (laughs) The thing that's really tripping me up is that, like, in all of the scenarios that we've ever been in where you guys have done those things, the other person had fucked up. So I don't think it's bitchy when the other person has done some fucked up shit. Then it's just warranted, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if it was just an innocent bystanders, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I understand anything. I'm not sure I've mastered this interaction yet of humankind. The other, the other cool thing about the, 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 the work that I do 
is that I don't like I have coworkers. I don't really see my coworkers. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah. So it's hard to like, you know, when you get frustrated because you're around people too much and they, you know, talk, mm-hmm. <laughs> breathe near you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you'd really knock that off. Yeah. Even the people that I do have to interact with, I'm not there for that long. So I don't really have to, you know, I can, I can think of one person who does not, the social cues, like mm-hmm. when I take steps away from you, it's, it's not an invitation to take steps mm. towards me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, no, I'm trying to end. I have stuff to do. Oh no. I need to. Tim's talking about me. Cause no, stuff. No. Tim creates space and I move into this. It's horse language <laughs> and I've been doing it to Tim and now I realize it's bad. But yeah, like I said, I, even those, those people, it's really not that long that I have to deal with them and I move on. Yeah. If I was stuck for like 10 or 12 hours a day, like I used to be, some of their mannerisms would grate on my nerves. And I'm sure that there was bitchy responses to some of it. Even now their mannerisms would grate. That's not bitchy. You've never been bitchy. This isn't, I don't think so. That's like the most polite way to say like, yeah, they were fuck asses and they annoyed the shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Uh, Okay. Going back to the movie lines. Have you all seen Donnie Darko? Yeah. Yes. Surprisingly. The little girl. The little girl at the table. What's a fuck ass? (laughs) Absolutely kills me every time. Starting to seriously doubt your commitment to sparkle motion. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, Alex, you work from home. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to deal with coworkers. Oh, they I am me constantly. It's like we're never apart. And Jenna works from home. No, I don't. Okay. You, <laughs> that's a recent change. But, like, <laughs> I was trying not to, like, broadcast it. <laughs> yes. I don't give a fuck. I quit my job, and I'm proud. <laughs> Hell yeah. I hated that shit. I, I, I felt like it was it was dangerously close to doxing if I, like, threw it out into the... You know. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I want them to know that I'm so much happier. But yeah, so like, what's it like when you work from home? Do you have coworkers that like, I can't, you know, I can't stand this. I've never worked from home. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Especially when you have the one motherfucker who wants to ask you 87,000 questions, but then doesn't complete any of the work that they're asking you about. That's mm, so good. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty high on the list of why. A great reason why, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. My favorite is when you're getting like IMs and missing like the tonality, but you're very sure you're being yelled at, but also a pigeon oh. is biting you underneath the desk <laughs> and you just have to contain it. I, I don't have the pigeon, but I do have Rusty that will like reach up and just slap me with his dagger toes. And you just have to sit there like nothing's yeah. wrong. Oh. oh, all right. Sure. Thanks. We did get uh, Marco Polo's from Alex today. And uh, there was a guest appearance by a pigeon named Wilcox. And it was very, very pirate-like. Because that, that bird was about an inch and a half from your shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I was just waiting for the hour. She was on my shoulder <sighs> later, and she grabbed one of my earrings. And she didn't, like, tear it hard, <gasps> but she just moved it through my ear. And it felt awkward enough that I was like, no. Go away. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> 
So this is the the last Saddle Club book we're going to read for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts of Saddle Club so far? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hit or miss? Yeah. The last couple that we read, real bad. Real, real didn't like. <laughs> this one, one of my favorites that we've read so far. Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty good. There was some, like, uh, I've talked about this before, some standard, like, what I thought a horse girl book was going to be stuff that happened in this one. Mm-hmm. Barnes on file. <laughs> Barnes on fire. <laughs> I need my brain to stop. You know that song, um, oh, fuck, what is the title of it? Sex is on fire. What is that? Oh, yeah. That's, that's, how, that's how my brain just sang... Barn is on fire. <laughs> don't like. I don't. I don't like my brain today. Can we tell people what we're what we're gonna read next? Oh, I think we have to. Absolutely have to. Yeah, Jenna. What what are we gonna read next? Yeah, Jenna. What are we reading next? The next book we're gonna read is The Red Pony with a special guest, an unnamed special guest. That's right. They have a name, Tim. Do you want to name that special guest, Tim? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to dox people. <laughs> oh. Again? Again with the doxing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really worried about doxing people. It, it it might be a granddaughter. Well, here's a hint. Here's their full address, starting with street name. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all they get. It might be a granddaughter. And then what are we reading after that? Are you asking me again? Yes. We are going to read... Bum, bum, bum! The Unicorns of Balinor! Which I am super excited I about. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Zero idea what to expect from this. Oh, I do assume there will be unicorns. That's no. an assumption. There's not. It was really weird that they called it that. Um, yep. But no, there's. They just meant like unique horses. Zero grapes in the Grapes of Wrath. Is that true? I don't know. I don't know. That could be dead ass wrong. There could have been a shitload of grapes in that book. I don't know. I was trying to come up with something real quick that sounded like like it was a misnomer. How many turtles are there in Turtles All the Way Down? It's a good point. I've never read that John Green book. I did read a couple of Hank Green books that were really good. <gasps> did you? Did, did yeah. you? Did you? Did you? Did you? I did, did, did. Uh, <laughs> I read uh, An Absolutely Remarkable Thing and its sequel. Yeah. That I can't remember the title of off something the top of Something that head. has Endeavor in the title, right? Yeah. A beautiful something yeah uh but those books were fantastic and i did love them and i i believe i've read one john green book but i don't remember what it was a beautifully foolish endeavor sorry a beautifully foolish endeavor they're such good books all right they are such good paper towns i might have read oh, oh paper yeah. towns is good i've read that one yeah yeah i think that's what the one that i read but uh yeah uh cannot recommend those books enough an absolutely remarkable thing and a beautifully foolish endeavor. Yeah, so good. So I think I'm more of a Hank Green person than a John Green person. Por que no los dos? I mean, you could be. You absolutely could be. And maybe I am. Maybe I just haven't read enough John Green books. Mm-hmm. But it, he'd have to write something pretty special to top. I'll send you some books. Okay. All right. I don't. I don't think it's going to top. An absolutely remarkable thing because such my wheelhouse, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like the main character in those books, is yeah, entirely relatable. Yep. If you haven't read those books, Alex, you completely should have. I haven't yet. If anybody wants us to read those on a different <gasps> podcast, they should 
they should say something on the interwebs to yes. us about it. Tell us to read them, and we will. A cry for help. That was, yeah, it was absolutely a cry for help. <laughs> Somebody please save me and send me good book to read. Are we like the genies of podcasting where we need somebody to like give us the thing yeah. to free us from our prison? Okay. That's exactly what it is. You must give us the good books so we can be free of the prison of bad books that we read. That we put ourselves in? Yeah. yeah. We did do that. So yeah, Unicorns of Valinor. It's my only prediction is that unicorns. Mm. I can't wait for you to be wrong. God. I know. There's a piece of me that's hoping that these are, like, it's not people with unicorns. Instead, these are, is anthropomorphic the word? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Anthropomorphic unicorns that, that talk to each other and do unicorn things. That's what I'm hoping for. Anthropomorphic. <laughs> that's a different thing. It is. But it's the closest I could get to fitting horse in there correctly. <laughs> I guess I've decided there's correct ways to pun now. I didn't know that before this very moment. Okay. If we're going to talk about correct way to pun, Mm -hmm. I am going to have to mention that people should go listen to the latest episode of Animorphs Anonymous, which may not be the latest episode when this episode... Yeah, It's book two, part two that you're talking about. Book two, part two of Everworld. Um, There is a lot of discussion of puns in that episode. And I'm going to need everybody to go listen to it and report back to me. Anytime Tim goes off the rails with, like, rage is beautiful. It's my favorite thing. (laughs) (laughs) It is very good. It was completely directed at myself, though. Like, I I earned every bit of my rage at myself. (laughs) So the the term for this book, we kind of already talked about it, It was this, like, two-week trail ride. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I asked if y'all had ever done it, and and you haven't. But what do you know about them? I feel like there's going to be like a lot of different stuff too, because there's like okay. So first of all, anytime you're going on like a super long trail ride, like you have to pack everything for you and your horse. So that's like a lot of hay, a lot of grain, a lot of moving stuff, um, and you also have to think about what they're doing at night. So, like, are you hobbling them? Are they going to be line-tied? Are you setting up a temporary corral? How do you hobble them? Because that sounds like you would kneecap them, and that doesn't sound like it probably <laughs> is what you actually do. I feel like hobbles is going to end up being our term for today. Yeah, let's let's go with that. Let's yeah, let's learn what hobble means. <laughs> so when you because hobble- I'm thinking like 100% Tanya Harding. Yes, you get your ice skate or a bat and just go to town on their delicate delicate legs. Now, um, hobbling is when you uh, basically tie two of their legs together, and like it sounds like I feel like when I say tie, it's going to be like you're thinking rope. It's not. It's like a soft kind of like cuff thing. And then it's tied to their legs so they can move with them on, but they're very slow. Like they have to kind of like rear up and like place their feet and then go. And I think you can also rear hobble, but I've only ever really seen it on the front and I'm not totally sure you can hobble their back. Like Jenna, do you know if you can hobble their back? I, I don't, I don't know. I've never seen that done. I've never seen it done, but it feels like it should be possible. <laughs> so it, it sounds like the equivalent of like pulling their pants down around their ankles. <laughs> Kind of, but like the real, like the beauty of it, it, first of all, you have to train them to do that because they can panic and hurt themselves if they aren't hobble trained. Uh 
But the beauty of it is that they can move around. They won't go too far, but they can eat. They can like go where they need to go. And if something comes up on them in the night, they still have their back legs to defend themselves with. Mm-hmm. It also sounded like you might be like signing them up for a seven-legged race. <laughs> oh, because the horses have would have eight together, but then you tie two together. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. would be a great way to break a leg or multiple it legs. Sounds like to, or hobble them. See, I feel like you're you're focusing on hobbling as the destruction of a like a bone structure and injury, <laughs> yes. and hobbling just means that you have stopped them from effectively moving the legs. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. Like when you hobble something, you're just like hindering it. You don't actually have to like Tonya Harding it. Yeah. Okay. That's I mean, true. You could. It's like anytime I wear a fishtail dress, I am hobbled. A a fishtail dress. Yeah. All right. Term number two. It's it's like really tight around the knees. I was like, is this a mermaid? Yeah. Situation. Yes. Yeah. It's it's a mermaid dress. Mm-hmm. Okay. I assume it does cover your feet. Yeah. You are, in fact, wearing a mermaid. Your bottom half mermaid. Yeah. And top bottom, half mermaid. Bottom half fish. Bottom half fish. That's what I was going for. <laughs> I was like, bottom half, half mermaid. mermaid. <laughs> this is also top half mermaid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean that right now I can claim that I'm like top half centaur, <laughs> top half mermaid? <laughs> I am top half centaur, bottom half person. I'm a wear person. <laughs> <laughs> I only turn into a person on the full moon. (laughs) It's a normal one night a month and it's on the full moon. Yeah. That sounds like me though. It's like 29 days of awkward anxiety and then like one day where you kind of sort of figure it out. That's why we never do horse girls on the full moon because we'd come in here. I'd be like, hello, Tim and Jenna. How are you two doing today? That sounds very pleasant. Today we're going to talk about the best way to file your taxes. I am very excited about this topic. Yeah. This is going to be a very fun, interesting, and informative show. Jenna's too good at that voice. Have you seen those TikToks that's the two automated voices talking yes, to each other? I love it. I need you and Emily to do one back and we forth, We need please. to. We really, really, really need to. I have not seen this. What side of TikTok are you even on, Tim? I don't know. I get a lot of golf stuff. Yeah, that's true. You send me a lot of golf yeah. stuff. <laughs> I do yeah. send you a lot of golf stuff. Like, I don't know why. I'm like, hmm, they might enjoy this. I watch every single one. <laughs> I do enjoy them, too. Yeah. There's a very passionate man telling me how to golf all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his name. It's like Mondo or something, but. Oh, why can't I think of his Manny. name? I like to, every time I'm on a, a Zoom meeting, I like to do the recording in progress thing <laughs> and see who goes, wait a minute. Why did I hear that twice? <laughs> And uh, we were recording a botch thing last night and definitely did it. And then somebody was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) It wasn't me. I love that. I had a question from today's book. Ooh, hit me. So at the end camp scene, they all sing the Munsters theme song together. What is that? I don't know how they sing it. Yeah, I don't remember that having words. Yeah, because all I remember is the do 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 Yeah, I don't I don't know what the So are they just sitting there fucking scatting the Munsters theme song? No wonder Stevie and Phil left. They were like Fuck this. Yeah, I don't remember the Munsters. The monsters having any any words? We're gonna look it up. Song. We we just looked up something else. We're gonna look this up. 
Munster's yeah. theme song. It's going to be one word, like tequila. <laughs> <laughs> they all left as Frankenstallion ended up marrying Merzilla, and they had a baby named Dracufol. Nice. Can we play the Munster's theme song on our podcast? We can play, like, what, 10 seconds of it at least? Do we really think the monsters are going to come after us? I don't, I don't. know what I that really is. I don't. Oh my god! What you is don't it? know what the mo- this? It was a uh, Herman Munster. Yeah, it was the GoBots. The GoBots version what? of the Adams Family. Don't say that. What? Uh, well, like, it was right. Adams Family came first, and then you had the monsters. Do you remember the judge? No, you wouldn't remember the judge from my cousin Vinny. The the one who says, and what, pray tell, is a ute. <laughs> yeah. He was in uh, he was in Pet Cemetery too. He was in a bunch of stuff. Why can't I remember his name? What is Herman Monster's real name? Fred Gwynn. Fred Gwynn. Yeah. Fred Gwynn was in a bunch of stuff. Fred Gwynn ruled. Okay, this looks vaguely familiar, but like, yeah, there's no way that this memory would have come to me without a visual. Are we going to insert the Monster's theme song Yeah, here? we're going to have to. Okay. I was really hoping to like look this up and see that the monsters predated the Adams family, but the Adams family came out well, it started yeah. as a cartoon in the 1930s as a cartoon like a newspaper, a cartoon in the newspaper for all you young folks who don't <laughs> know that the newspaper used to have doodled cartoons, in, yeah, like a webcomic, but on, on paper with the news. That's where the word thegamizer comes from. That's one of the coolest facts I know. What is it? The word thagamizer came from comic strip in a newspaper. What is the word thagamizer? Thagamizer is what they call the tail spikes on a stegosaurus's tail. Oh. And they had no word for them until they made a goof about it in a comic strip, and then it became the word that was used by paleontologists. They were like, fuck it. Why not? Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Thagamizer's a great word. I'm using it. Okay, I've officially listened to the entire Munsters theme song. I didn't hear any fucking words. So Mm -hmm. I guess they were all just like, Scatting? I guess. This, okay, so this is like a really pop culture kind of, like, book, right? Because, like, we have the, the horse girls tropes uh, all over the place. Like, all the, all of them. We have, like, a mean girls thing going on for sure. So now, are we introducing, like, a pitch-perfect twitch twist to the end of it? Ooh. They're going to be, they're going to start an acapella group that they're, they're, their trick, their gimmick is that they're all on horseback. Yes, and that because they are mostly girls, where they get the really good percussion is the horse Ooh, stomping. They're gonna that's good. Mm-hmm. Actually, I would I would really enjoy that show. Oh my god! And then when they get to the competition, they say there's no rules written that says the horse can't be in the acapella band, and that's how they get him in there. Oh my god! Air horse one. Are you sure it was the monsters? Um, no. But I don't know where I'd come up with that word otherwise. Also, Phil's last name is Marston. It's uh, D. Keating. He's our friend. <laughs> yeah. D. Please. Keating? You will not yes. tell me otherwise. <laughs> the D is part of his last name. <laughs> I put the book on the shelf. I can't, I can't pull it up. But I don't know where I would have come up with the monsters otherwise. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, especially that's if you fair. did not remember that it was a thing that existed. I did not. 
I had no clue what it was. So that means that you did not watch the pilot episode of 1313 Mockingbird Lane starring Jerry O'Connell when it came on in 2011, I want to say. Oh, my God. That's a deep cut. (laughs) They aired one episode and then it got canceled. And I was so mad. I was so mad. Because I was like, this is going to be trash. I'm going to hate it. And I watched that one episode and I was like, I need every second of this. And then it was canceled. I did not watch. I do remember this. Oh, my God. It had Portia de Rossi. Come on. Okay. So how many episodes did it get? One. One episode. <laughs> so we're going to start a 1313 Mockingbird Lane fan cast. Oh, my I'm God. Just- can we? <laughs> We fucking can. Tim, finally, I can be the one experiencing something for the very first time. You know what? That's a that's a Hearst Girls episode. That's a Hearst Girls sure. episode if I've ever heard one. Ooh. Yeah. If you want to hear our review of 1313 Mockingbird Lake, go ahead and get in that Patreon. Singlethoughtconnection.com. T-H-O-T. Hell yeah. All right. So what do we have for horse news? I have cool horse news. Are you guys ready? Yes. They found evidence that Vikings actually brought horses over to Britain over a thousand years ago. Let me tell you how they discovered this. Yeah. Right. That's so fucking cool. One that the Vikings like traveled with the horses that far. So anyways, whatever. Uh, So they found a, um, a burial mound from a Viking and part of the tradition at that time was that they would uh, go ahead and cremate like their animals with them that they wanted to take into the afterlife. So this guy took his horse and his dog with him. So they found evidence at this burial mound of, of these other creatures. But it proved that Vikings could bring horses over to Britain. Wow. Like way earlier than they thought. There's 59 of these burial mounds and only 20 of them have been studied so far. Hell yeah. I wonder what else they'll find in the other 39. What what do you bet? Thor's hammer. A dolphin. Uh, both of those would be good. I feel like <laughs> Yeah. I feel like Mjolnir is not a safe bet. No. I don't think they'll find it there. No, I'm sure it's somewhere else. Jenna and I watched a movie about that. Yeah, it was in a <laughs> basement. Yeah. Yeah. You watched a movie in the basement? No. Or Mjolnir was in the basement. Mjolnir was in the basement. <laughs> well Well, you're right. I was in a basement when I watched it. <laughs> Maybe Mjolnir's in your basement. Oh, my God. What would I do? I couldn't lift it. Or, counterpoint, maybe you can. Did you say Thor or or? Or. Okay, (laughs) just making sure. (laughs) That's how I'm going to say it from now on, though. Thor, counterpoint. (laughs) Or. (laughs) So, I'm currently house hunting right now. Um, I won't tell you where I'm looking, because that is actually doxing Tim. Um... But I think that uh, the new requirement that I'm going to make for this house is that it has to have Mjolnir in the basement. Mm. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's any more egregious than my other requests. Can can we hear a few? Um, Running water is the main one. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, No mold. No moldy hay. No, No moldy hay. Yeah. No moldy hay in the loft. If it's outside, I'll figure it out. At least two horses come with the house. Yeah, obviously. I don't think that those are outrageous. No, not at all. Mm -hmm. They're truly outrageous. You're truly outrageous. Did I get too close? Did I touch a gym nerve there? No. 
I think Tim should get jogging pants made with truly outrageous on the butt. <laughs> tearaway ones. Sorry. Yes. Have to be tearaway. Have to be. If I had tearaway jogging pants, I would wear other jogging pants underneath my tearaway jogging pants. <laughs> How many of them would be tearaway before you got I, to the non More pants? than is reasonable. What's reasonable? Uh, excuse me. I think that the joke is as funny as long as there are tearaway pants. Yeah. So <laughs> just, as soon as something comes up, I'll be like, I'm ready. And then just rip off my pants and there'll be more tearaway pants underneath it. And then the next thing that happens, I'll be like, I'm ready. And just tear off those pants. The minute Tim comes walking at us like a cowboy with like bow-legged, thick-ass <laughs> legs. Oh. <laughs> Okay, Jenna. Oh, is it my turn? It's your turn. Let's do this. I'm so ready. Our first horse appears alongside his good friend, J. Thaddeus Toad, riding through the countryside, singing, We're merrily on our way. Though on the streets they are stopped by Ratty and Mole, as sent by Angus McBadger, telling them telling him that they must give up his cart. This all sounds familiar, and I have no fucking idea. No. No, I'm going to need more clue to to place this one. Okay. What was his friend's name again? J. Thaddeus Toad. J.T.T. Jonathan Taylor (laughs) Thomas. (laughs) It's Jeremy Jason McCall. That's not the initials of... It doesn't matter. The Toad (laughs) is just J.T.T. to me now. You could also give me the um, thing that this is from. Okay. Like, you don't have to give me the horse's name because that would be very hard to do. I don't expect okay. anybody to remember that name. Is it Brehe Henny Ha Ha? It is Again. not. It is not that. Okay. Yeah. What's the next clue? All right. Much to the annoyance of. Toad and this horse, although they block their ears from Reddy's remark, Toad subsequently finds a new mania. Motor mania. No, I feel like I got further away from knowing this one now. I don't I don't think you did. Okay. Motor mania. Frog and Toad. And they're sipping tea, wearing jackets, and they go on small adventures and bake bread and help the watchmaker and the cobbler. What? <laughs> now I know exactly what your face will look like when I genuinely have a stroke in front of you. <laughs> Motor mania. Does this frog wear a three-piece suit? Yes. I knew it. Mm, that's not the frog I'm thinking of that wears the three-piece suit, though. Wrong frog then, Tim. Yeah. I'm, I'm- okay. Now, are you thinking of a frog that wears a three-piece suit or a frog that wears top hat and tails? Top hat and tails. Oh. That's see, the frog that I'm no, thinking of. that's not no. that frog. <laughs> no, this frog drives a car. Well, toad. This toad drives a car. Mm. Mm-hmm. I can picture it. And wears a suit? With a yeah. little pocket watch. It's like it's like tweed. Old pocket watch. Yeah. This is a children's book. Might well, be an adult book. Mm, I would say it has very adult themes in this children's program. Animorphs. A program. Okay. <laughs> no. Because in this book, Toad uh, gets drunk and crashes the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this horse takes up for him. There's this. Listen. I know it's not, but this could also just be an Animorphs book. We've got JTT. We've got talking <laughs> horses. We've got frogs crashing cars. You can't tell me it's not an Animorphs book. I mean, I can't, and I won't. 
I, I remember Marco crashing cars. I don't remember him ever doing it as a toad. Rachel crashed a car as a grizzly bear. She crashed a forklift and a truck as a grizzly bear. So, Tim, <laughs> what now? <laughs> Every time I mention something about animorphs, there's this like look in Alex's eye like, really? You want to ste- step to the champ? Really? <laughs> That's not what it is. It's, it's because I have so many facts and it's only about this like one thing. <laughs> And so I just need to get it out. Like, hey, guys, listen, I may have never seen a movie, but I know a thing. (laughs) Marvelous Adventures of Mr. Toad? I mean. It's getting there. What is it? The Fantastic Mr. Fox? Is that? No. That's the movie with the weird That's the George Clooney one, right? Yeah. What? Where he's the voice of Mr. Fox? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. Mm This horse also appeared in the end of Who Framed Roger Rabbit in the final scene with all the other tunes of Toontown, although his fur was changed from a light cream color to a light brown color. Okay. All right, Tim, you can get this one. I can't because I don't. I haven't seen that movie since I was five. I'm trying to think of horses, and like the only one that's coming to mind is Quick Draw McGraw, and I know that one's wrong. So I can't think of other horses. horses. This horse also also appears in the Mickey Mouse episode Dumb Luck. As a horse that Mickey is trying to get a lucky horseshoe from, only to be kicked in the process. It's a Disney horse. What's a Disney horse? This horse appears in a statue for in statue form in a certain ride with Mister Toad. Oh no! no are idea. we gonna go to Google on this guy? I think so. No. No. This is baffling. I've gotten further away from knowing what it was. I felt like I was much closer at the beginning. You're so close. Yeah, I think we might have to Google it. And oh I, I, I don't know. Okay, Tim, you're an old ass bitch. I can't believe you ain't getting this I one. I know. I know. <laughs> Since you're Googling, you have to give me the horse's name. Okay. Okay. And go. Cyril Proudbottom? Yes. No, I didn't know that. It's from The Wind in the Willows. I've not seen that. What? Yeah. Oh, no. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Am am I the old ass bitch? No, you please don't don't compare yourself to things I haven't seen for whether or not you're an old ass bitch. Yeah, but that would be like it's Tim. Well, (laughs) Tim was too busy watching Transformers to watch. That's fair. Okay, I recognize the horse now. I don't think I ever knew that horse's name. Well, are you ready for horse number two? Yes. Yes. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Horse number two is a champion American thoroughbred racehorse who was the 2019 champion three-year-old after winning the Florida Derby, Haskell Invitational, Bold Ruler Handicap, and Cigar Mile. American Pharaoh. No. Just got to get it out of the way. Yeah. It's not Flightline. No. Priceline? No. Priceline. Guarantee it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't have a clue. This horse crossed the finish line first in the 2019 Kentucky Derby, but was disqualified for interference. Oh, crap. I do know this one. Mm. Oh, no. I remembered like the news and the stories and stuff. I don't know that I'll yeah. remember the horse's name. I don't think I can remember the horse's name, but I remember that happening. Yeah. No, I'm going to have to Google that one. Tim, already. Going yeah, no, there, there's, I don't remember the name. I, I don't. remember the event. I don't remember the name. This, this is going to be a triple Google. And I thought at least one of these was, oh no. We're idiots, Jenna. No, you're not. 
I'm making these harder. Because I, I have to, because I've used all the easy ones. Yeah. Except American yeah. Pharaoh. <laughs> yeah. And go. Can't type. Maximum security. Yeah. Prison. <laughs> That's <laughs> where Jason Service ended up. Wait, what? He was giving the horses uh, in his stable performance-enhancing drugs. Mm. That's why. I couldn't do that. Oh, no. Terrible. But, I mean, afterward, this horse still won some stuff. So so maybe it wasn't all the drugs. It probably was. They probably just got away with it. I kind of want to watch that again now, the 2019, because I don't remember what the interference looked like. I'll describe it to you according to Google. Jumped a puddle, drifted outside his lane, obscuring war of will. Huh. Three people lodged complaints against this horse. Oh, no. Yeah, that track is sloppy, though. I don't blame him. Are you ready for horse number three? Yep. Yes. This horse is a wondrous stallion, the brave and faithful steed of the preeminent hero Rostam in the Persian national epic Shahnameh. By the poet Ferdowsi. For, 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 yeah, Ferdowsi. I didn't look that one up. Why didn't I do that? <laughs> I have literally no idea. I don't even know what this means. I didn't understand three quarters of those words. Cyril Proudbottom. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not Cyril Proudbottom. Cyril Proudtop. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Hey, now. In a shocking You're trip. You're an all-star. <laughs> <laughs> The color of this horse is described as rose leaves that have been scattered upon a saffron ground. And it is first noticed by Rostam amongst the herds of horses brought over from Zambulistan and Kabul. It's not a breed? Nope, it's one Just, horse. God damn it. Well, that takes out the Ekelteki, which is the only thing that would come to mind for this for me. Cleopatra. Nope. Hmm. <laughs> In this first encounter, this horse is described as a mighty colt with the chest and shoulders of a lion, and it appears to have the strength of an elephant. He is highly intelligent, and his loyalty is legendary. No one but Rostam ever rides this horse, and this horse recognizes no one but Rostam as his master. Manticore. No. Oh. That was a good guess, though. I thought so. Well, we could do parts of the brain. That was one one time. Hippocampus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cumulus. That's a cloud. Yeah. Keebler. I'm getting further. <laughs> he is the only horse that Rostam could ride since this since his great strength and weight would kill other horses. He was a big old dude, so he needed a Brooklyn Supreme of a horse. Paul Bunyan. Nope. Heckin' Chonker. <laughs> Heckin' Chonker. Due to divine favor protecting this horse... Wait, protecting Rostam. This horse lives an unusually long life. Rostam and this horse both die by the treason of Rostam's half-brother, Shagad. This is the Aramaic word for horse. That's just... That's gonna... This is Polish again. Jesus. It is Jesus the horse, yeah. Jesus the horse. Yep. You guys ready to go to Jesus. Google? I knew this one would be a Google for real, but... Jesus is the only one I know that speaks Aramaic. I don't think you can learn Aramaic anywhere because nobody spoke it forever. I don't think it's learnable. Then then how do we know that this is the word for horse? 
Tim, I don't know. Tim, how do we know? know. Yeah, how do Tim. we know what the words are, Tim? I thought that Aramaic was like lost. And now it's being found. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm ready. All right. And go. I like that there is this like feedback of me doing that and go thing where you both kind of like jerk your body a little, like you nod mm-hmm. uh, kind Roch. of a little bit. Yeah. Roch. Yeah. I got I that. I don't know too. how you say that. Is yeah. that how you say yeah. that? Rocks. I got it, but I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I, that's why I interrupted. That's See, I didn't want to interrupt. I, I was waiting till Jenna was done to say. <laughs> oh the my god! Because I felt bad. I was like, Tim used the rules things. against you. <laughs> he did. <laughs> this is why I would never do well on like um actually the game show. <laughs> Take this, polite Canadian. Yeah. How dare you? What are you going to do about that? Say sorry? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Such a stereotype, the loudmouth American. I've seen your bitchy side now, Tim, and I don't like it. (laughs) He did the competitive bitchy thing immediately after you said that he wasn't bitchy. Yes. And now here we are. Well, don't I feel foolish? Oh, he knocked you right out of your clean sweep. <laughs> just Alex just said they're like, um, excuse me. Excuse I, I got me. the name. I, I really you was going to just try and talk as long fine. as possible to see which one of you would break in, but I was I no, would I never. Yeah, I was just going to wait it out till you were done and then politely first of all say a comment about what you were saying. To show you I'm engaged in here and listening. And then I would give you my answer and then I would apologize and then comment back on what you were saying. It's 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 more important that Jenna feels heard than for me to get the right answer. Yes, that is true. And I'm over there like, rocks! <laughs> I would rather listen to Jenna than get the right answer. Speaking of listening to Jenna and... Tim going rocks. Um, I watched the first episode of the new show Wolfpack that's got Sarah Michelle Gellar in it. Let me just say, if you like that show, I'm good for you. Awesome. It's not for me. Uh, but there is a part where there's a werewolf and it 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 does like a a grumble thing and it just goes rah. And I was like, no. You did, that's not the sound it, like the sound that I just made that's almost exactly the sound that came out of this fucking thing's mouth and I was like uh-huh. <laughs> no really so that guy passed okay I like it I wanted I to like that. it so much I didn't know there was a TV show called Wolfpack with mm-hmm. Trevor Michelle Geller yeah. apparently it's based on a uh, young adult series never reading that one <laughs> never say never it'll come I know, up I know. somebody's gonna make me read it god damn yeah. it we gave them that power earlier in the episode and now we have to live by it that's true but first 1313 Mockingbird Lane yes 100% I did love the monsters growing up hell yeah yeah it was so good I love the monsters way more than I ever watched the Addams Family I, I loved both yeah, I mean, I, I would watch The Addams Family, but The Munsters was much more yeah. my show. I watched The Munsters on TV Land all the time. If we do 1313 Mockingbird Lane, Alex, mm-hmm. how are people going to hear it? You're going to join our Patreon! And what else could they get if they join the Patreon? 
Oh my God. Well, let me tell you, they can get metal horses in the barn, such as Mushaw McGraw, Big Thick Martingale, and Beta Ray Philly, which are our horses in the barn. But you know what? We aren't the only ones with horses in the barn. No, you can also get Stevie Lake Boyfriend's Philip D. Keating's horse, Iron Meriden. You can't actually have it. That was just the best way to introduce that. I'm sorry. Also, um, Steve has told me that I need to stop doxing him. So Anonymous Steve has Dale Donuts the third. <laughs> you know who else has horses in the barn? Nate. He has hot lava spaghettios. Or Matt Alman, who has Dime Bag. Or Songheart, who has Silver Flame. Or Scott, who has Ronnie. And I feel like he really needed the metal horse voice. I feel like it's been a while. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, what if, what if they don't want to contribute enough to get a metal horse? What are the other options? You can get, you can get a little pony. You just get a tiny little guy. He's just a little guy. And it's, it's less than a full feller. metal horse. Because, yeah, he's just a little feller. And he, they're outdoor boarded. And so your little feller could join Mr. Noodles Pony Mr. Noodles. Or Gerard Nay. <laughs> also, it should be noted that I will keep your... Well, okay, not your, but I will keep those unbought and paid for Palladium ponies and horses inside of a cicada shell. Just like <laughs> Boof intended. <laughs> okay. I love Dr. Boof. Now, that is a phrase that we just simply do not say enough in life. Like Boof intended? Just like Boof intended. Yeah. I miss Boof. I miss Boof, too. I'm not saying that's why I put everything inside of a cicada shell, but... (laughs) Like his teeth. All right, sorry. Let me end this instead of just mourning over Boof just not being here right now. (laughs) I love Dr. Boof so much. This brings our podcast to an end, similarly to the way that Dr. Boof ended a small boy in a hospital once on the last season of Botched. Jesus. We were trying to save him. We did our best. Yeah, I was about to say, I like how you just pinned it all on Dr. Boof and didn't take any of the blame there, Alex. Okay. I I definitely didn't do it. (laughs) I helped. Dom, Dom helped. Okay. All right. I've said it. I've said it out loud now. So it's true. All right. If you want to know when new episodes of this show are posted or share your observations of this positively academic podcast, which Dr. Boof is such an academic, you can follow us on Facebook at Horse Girls Podcast, Twitter and Instagram at Horse Girls Cast. And if you want to buy some radical shirts and things, visit DuckDuckJenna.com, America's favorite search engine to search for absolutely one thing, which is Horse Girls merch. It's there. Uh, Want to take our relationship to the next level? You know you do. I know we just talked about our cool metal horse barn, but did you know that we have a veritable, veritable plethora of other things to offer you, like content, but more importantly, more horses in the barn? You can never really have enough. Never. No. There's never enough horses. If you want to find us on other podcasts, like Botched, which we just talked about, you can Check out Botched. It's great. This has really just become my plug for listening to Botched, okay? It's great. It's fantastic. But you know what? We are on other shows too, like Dungeons and Draken Beams. Or if you like Animorphs, check out Animorphs Anonymous. But if you are betwitched by Jenna, check out Jenna's Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash Jenna Chill with one singular L. And you know what happened to that other L? We put moldy hay inside of it and it exploded and burned to the oh. ground. And now we don't like to talk about it because it's traumatic, okay? 
So don't put the second L there. It got It'll so make hot. Us sad. The second L. So hot. The second L was so hot, it exploded and burnt up to a crisp. Well, okay. Fiery, fiery death. <laughs> well, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I feel like Jenna was trying to steer that one in a different direction. <laughs> Much like okay. an irresponsible stable let's, hand, I'm going to keep putting the moldy hay back in the second L. Let's, let's not. Let's, let's hit the brakes and hit reverse a little bit and then <laughs> try that one again. I can't think of a better advertisement for it than moldy hay. <laughs> what about fiery doom? <laughs> Ow. Okay, anyways, twitch.tv slash Jen Schill, one singular L. But if you, like me, can't get enough of Tim's beautiful Appalachian voice, he has voice acted on such podcasts as The Way We Haunt Now, Tunnels, Haunted Hell, House of Horrors, and Horror Shop Radio. And if you think our episode art is hella cute, that's because it is. It was created by KCD, who writes and illustrates a webcomic called Beside You, which you can read for free at besideyoucomic.com. And hey, I didn't update this list, but if you want to hear... Tim, Casey, and myself on another podcast. Check out Late Starters. I'll get there eventually. We all make mistakes constantly. Anyways, may the nuts ever stick to your roof. I wondered if you wanted to put something like after the after the episode or something. Like if you just want to say something like, if you want to see my butt, go to OnlyFans.com slash the second L. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. We got it. <laughs> Oh, God. Can we put that in as the second stinger? Yeah. The first one's going to be you trying to open this episode, but yeah. (laughs) I'll put Jenna's first and then yours. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to an episode. The. 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 <laughs> Sorry, I have, epin- I have an- welcome to an epinother sode in my head now, and I need it to go away. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm muting. Okay. Welcome to epinother Sorry, I tried to do epinother episode. Okay. Epinother sode.